When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life, but when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 168 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm Cheese. <laughs> My mouth did a weird noise when I said my name. Sorry. And this what? episode is <laughs> was, sponsored was the... by Annie Lynn. Thank you, Annie. Thanks, thank Annie. You. Oh, someone recently said they miss us doing the thank you simultaneously. I think I said that oh. word weird. Can we do it? Are we ready? Yeah. Are we counting? Are we just going to like, how do we want to do it? One, I two, three. I, you yeah, mean like a, in like a scale? Oh, we could do that. So it goes me, Meg, Katie, Sasa. Correct. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Eh, That's pretty good for Skype. You and and I were good. (laughs) Yeah, the fools. They're delayed. They're delayed. It's okay. (laughs) Anyways, Annie, that was for you. And I guess the rest of you. So today we will be discussing the second half of chapter 26 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, seen and unforeseen. So make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to... Use your inner eye to peer into the details. Why did you say see into the details? I think I said that last time. Before we begin, oh, well. Megan, you have weekly profit news. I do. Um, so. I saw this. Did I tell you about this? I think so. Somebody I did. I don't this. remember. I heard about it, but I didn't look at it. Look at uh, it. Look at it. Tom Felton apparently wants to make a Harry Potter reunion happen for the first movie's 19th anniversary from hitting theaters. Um, I find it kind of funny that he wants to do it for 19 and not when 20. like 20 is like next year. And that's like a bigger one. But, but it's still maybe, just because like 19 years later. Potter. Yeah. There you go. It just clicked with me right now. Just like I learned that EDT and EST are two different things. You know, I'm always on EST. Right. So 
Uh, anyway, Tom Felton wants to do a digital reunion, obviously, because COVID. Um, But he said that, what does he say? I saw the Weasley twins the other day. Kind of cool. We went out to play some golf. I feel like that's literally all they do. Yes. Mm -hmm. Have you seen the, the, like, URL code? It actually says I'm Felton instead of Tom Felton. Yeah, I did. (laughs) Felton is trying to make a Harry Potter reunion happen. <laughs> um, he says always chatting with a lot of the uh, of the other guys on WhatsApp and staying in touch with them. And okay, thank you people for giving me a massive ad so I can't read the article. Um, <laughs> staying in touch with them and making sure everything's all right. It's been nice because it's the 19th year anniversary on November 14th, so I'm planning some sort of digital celebration. I'm trying to wrangle all the oldies back together again to celebrate the achievement. Really. <laughs> so that'd be cool but do you think yeah. like do you think that like all the big people are like i don't i'm a maybe i, I don't Emma think will. i don't know do you think dan would i think mm. he will i feel I like it might Rupert. be the hardest to get he has a baby because he yeah. has a little baby right now a little, a little baby but also i, I mean it's only gonna it might be, be probably like an hour of his time it's so digital you know what i mean yeah Jason Isaacs for sure will be there. So Matthew they love Lewis a good father son time. Bonnie Wright will do they it. They literally tell you. I they, know. I see the Twitters. The I Twitters. see the Twitters. I've seen that Twitter. <laughs> uh, oh man. I mean, Who last knows? Christmas time, I think he got together with Emma, Ivana, Bonnie, and Matt. So yeah. I think uh, there's a high chance that Emma would do it. I, I don't personally care for his mustache in this picture. But, what? Know. His mustache. So judgy. Oh. I personally think that Dan will do it. Um, yeah. I think he can get the, the main people. I mean, I, I don't really see why Rupert couldn't. It's Yeah, it's all. I mean, it's over Skype probs. So. Yeah. I think it'd be cool. You fed to believe I got faith in Dan. <laughs> oh, my oh, my God. God. <laughs> okay. Is that all you got? Yeah. All right. Any more cheesy jokes from Katie? Oh, the, let's just, I'll, I'll just keep them coming. Let's just move on. Katie, are you going to look at me or what? Look ready? at me. Yeah. Will you look at me? Okay. <laughs> it's time for the ricotta. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Tiffany trying to get in on these jokes. I got like a I knew cheese. A cheese. <laughs> Listen, last time she said wheat. Okay, so this yeah. is great. That's definitely Can you, like, better. Give me a break. I loved it, Tiffany. You're okay, here we go. <laughs> this week's ricotta. So Harry got some dating advice from Hermione. Eh. He doesn't know what he's doing, but I don't know if her advice is really that great either. Uh, the Gryffindor Quidditch team totally stinks. They lost to Hufflepuff. Sorry, not sorry. Harry's still having his door dreams, and the special <laughs> edition of the Quibbler is released, and Harry gets an awful lot of letters. Awful, <laughs> an awful <laughs> lot. <laughs> That's what I like chuckled at at the beginning before we were recording. <sighs> All righty, Ruski. So, three cheeses on a charcuterie. <laughs> <laughs> Ron helps Harry with his dreams and some drapes, and they tell Hermione about it the next day. She feels like Harry needs to take Snape's Jedi mind trick lessons seriously. Um, and while he does try, Snape learns Harry's more had more dreams, 
that's not super great. Um, things really aren't going well in these lessons, especially when they hear a woman screaming. Well, it turns out that um, it's this is the understatement of the year. Umbridge is the worst. Hmm. And she's officially fired Trelawney, but uh, Dumbledore is pretty Bob's apron uh, because she might have the authority to fire her, but uh, he has the authority to keep her at Hogwarts. So, yeah, you're down one, Peg Umbridge. What about that? Dumbledore also has the power to hire a new professor, which he has our own Florence, a.k.a. Ferenz. And the reason I say that is because Ferenz is Florence in Italian. <gasps> yes, you're welcome. Oh, I like that a lot. Yeah, I like it a lot. OK, cool. Are you ready to start this chapter? We did last episode. Oh, OK, no. What? Harry is flailing around madly. <laughs> And he became entangled in the hangings of his bed, and then he fell out. So for a few seconds, he didn't know where he was, who he was. He doesn't know who he is or where he is. What? That's so bad. (laughs) The beginning was good. (laughs) Oh, anyways... He was convinced that he was going to see that white skull-like face looming out at him from the darkness again, but it was Ron's voice that spoke very near to him. Quote, will you stop acting like a maniac and I can get you out of here? And so Ron is finally able to wrench the hangings apart and Harry is staring up at him in the moonlight. Harry is flat on his back. His scar is searing with pain. And Ron looked as though he had just been getting ready to go to bed because one of his arms was out of his robe. <laughs> and I said, what a pal, helping his friend. Yeah, that's nice yep. friendship. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> I was like, what are you waiting for? I'm waiting for somebody to, to be like, yes, that is no, friendship. No, that is. That but is also I think like friendship. poor Ron, like he's probably having like a little bit of a flashback moment being like, what did he see? Because the last mm-hmm. time this happened, my dad mm-hmm. nearly died. I will get to that, actually. Yeah, I'm sure. So I literally said this. Ron is a little panicky and rightfully so because his dad, you know, he's been attacked before while Harry was dreaming. And so he asked him if anybody else had been attacked. Um, And he even asked if it was his dad, if like, is dad okay? If it was a snake again. So Harry tells him that everyone's fine except for Avery. Quote, well, Avery isn't. He's in trouble. He gave him the wrong information. He's really angry. Harry groans and he sinks back onto his bed and he's shaking and he's rubbing his scar because it hurts so bad. And so if you forget what happened with Avery, Avery um, made a mistake when he led Voldemort to believe that Broderick Bode would be able to remove the prophecy ball from the Department of Mysteries, the Halls of Balls of Mystery. (laughs) (laughs) Throwback! So not only did Bode fight Lucius Malfoy's imperious curse, but the task was impossible anyway, since the only people mentioned in a prophecy can remove the containers. So he's in trouble. So Ron asks what he's talking about and if he saw Voldemort. But he says, you know, you know who, obviously, because he doesn't say Voldemort's name yet. And Harry tells him that he didn't see him. He was him. Ugh. And think about how that's going to, like, sit with your best friend who has to sleep in the same room as you. I bet it was really hard for him that night because that's kind of terrifying. Yeah. Especially when you know, like, 
he's not joking around like his dreams he's not joshing you for real <laughs> he's not joshing you he's not being cheesy <laughs> <laughs> quote he stretched out his hands in the darkness and held them up to his face to check that they were no longer deathly white and long-fingered he was with rookwood he was one of the death eaters who escaped from azkaban Azkaban. Remember, Rookwood's just told him Bode couldn't have done it. And Ron doesn't know what he's talking about. And he's like, remove what? Ooh. The weapon. Dun, dun, dun. But I'm just saying, do? like, What's that's like, do? you know, around the What's weapon. What's gonna do when it comes for you? Prophecy. Rookwood, prophecy. Rookwood. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So Harry continues on to tell him that it was something, I don't know, but he said Bode could have known that he couldn't remove it, and Bode was under the Imperius curse, and Harry goes on to say that he thinks Lucius put him under it. There's a lot of speculation here that usually lead to the right thing. The right thing. Bode was, quote, sorry, Bode was bewitched to remove something, Ron said, but Harry, that's got to be the weapon. Harry finishes the sentence for him. I know. You know, it's like so funny because <laughs> obviously we all know what they're talking about. Sure. They don't. So sure. like really in the sense of like of the knowledge that it has. But like it really isn't a weapon unless you chuck it at someone. And only two people can throw it. Really? If you the think weapon about it. is knowledge because knowledge I, is power. Well, yeah. Because knowledge is power. But it just makes you like it make like they probably think it's like, you know, some massive thing that's like could do some damage or this is just, you know, again, yeah, I guess it could also do some damage to people's like mental status. You know what I'm saying? I think that I think it's just like a lot of times. Well, at least with this situation, it's just like intelligence is a weapon well, for sure. No, I'm not saying it's yeah. not. But in their mind, like, I feel like the way that they're describing they're thinking, it, they think yeah. it's like it like would be actual, like actual like whatever I'm the gonna, elder wand I'm is or physically something. hurt you yeah. with this weapon. Yeah. We're really like this is the only way they could physically hurt someone with this weapon is if Voldemort or Harry like chucked it at someone sticks and prophecies it is always kind of weird to me that they call it a weapon yeah like they know what it is they could just melted well and i wonder if they call it that to like throw off people that don't know what it is maybe that's true because they do talk like more openly about whatever this weapon is though they don't give any details as to what they think it may be Mm -hmm. so So just, whoa, everything's moving. So just then the dorm room opened, the dorm room door opened (laughs) and Dean and Seamus came in and Harry swung his legs back onto the bed so that nobody noticed that anything odd had just happened because it's the last thing Harry needs right now, especially with Seamus because he had just started like coming back around to not think that he was a quote nutter. (laughs) You mean Seamus is starting to relieve him? (laughs) (laughs) no wow high five i mean i i did read brie leave in the chat thank you to know about Mm. cheese but to know about cheese (laughs) (laughs) so ron wants to make sure that he fully understands what's going on so he moves in closer to harry and he murmurs quote did you say that you were you know who 
Yeah, said Harry quietly. And then Ron took an unnecessarily large gulp of water and it spilled all over his chin and chest. Just my life. <laughs> and he's clearly shooketh by this news. It was one thing to like, quote, be the snake, but it's like a whole other thing to, quote, be Lord Voldemort, you know? Yeah. Sure. It's scary. I'm so I would think both would be scary. Well, yeah. I mean, like, you can feel... Yeah. Just reading it, like you can feel Harry's fear of it. Like, yeah, for sure. How can you mm-hmm. not be afraid of this guy? You know, and like I Harry, I think deep down this always guy. knows. You mean this, Voldemort? This yeah, guy, this, this, this guy over here, show the guy, some guy. <laughs> um, I think Harry always knows. Like deep down, he's gonna have to face him. You know, so oh, like yeah. that's just fear just in the back of your brain. <gasps> that's good. Oh, yeah. literally was his face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Dane, Dane, <laughs> I just coupled <laughs> them. <laughs> oh, Dean and Seamus were clattering around noisily, pulling off their robes, talking and getting ready for bed. So Ron and Harry continue to discuss this in hushed voices. Ron tells him that he's got to tell someone and Harry cuts him off and he's like, nope. I actually don't have to tell anyone. And he says it really shortly. He's off. Obviously, like, there's a lot of feelings this year, especially with him and uh. and Dumbledore. Quote, I wouldn't have seen it at all if I could do occlumency. I'm supposed to have learned to shut this stuff out. That's what they want. And by they, he means Dumbledore. And I said, this was awkward turtles. And so I feel like even if ideally, yes, he is supposed to truly be learning how to do this but like even if he had a teacher that that they would have worked better together i don't think he would have learned to do it by now like you know what i mean like it's a process it's not something you learn overnight so like maybe he would have been able to shield a little bit Mm. but not to the point where like if voldemort wants like you know what i mean if the connection is that whatever like he's not going to learn overnight he's not going to learn in however many lessons he's had with this dude well and i especially think now that voldemort Kind nope. of knows what he's doing. Um, he's slip it in. He's a little well, he's gonna he's gonna make it definitely harder for, for sure. Harry to to shut it out. All right. So awkward turtles. Moving on. <laughs> Harry rolled over onto his side so he didn't have to face Ron. Ah, it's sad. And they after were fighting a, Tiffany, it's a lovers' quarrel. A, a quarrel. A quarrel. A quin something. I don't know how to say his first name. <laughs> Quinius. I don't know. Is that his first name? No. Corius? Corius. Corillus. Somebody phonetically spell it. I don't know how to say it. They're like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Anyways. So after a while, he heard Ron's mattress finally creak as he laid back down. And I think that Ron was sitting up and he was thinking, worrying about his friend, worrying about his family, maybe. And also knowing that it would be best for harry to confide in an adult that is in the order but knowing that he really can't go against what his best friend wishes and that is um i think really telling of ron because he is so incredibly loyal Mm mm-hmm yeah. And, you know, he gives him that advice. So he does what a friend should do by telling them, you know, you know, giving giving good advice, but also respecting them. Yeah. What's well, not a story to tell? That's what I always say. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
So I like Ron. Yeah. Anyways, Harry's scar begins to burn so badly that he had to bite hard down on his pillow to stop himself from making a noise. And that, my friends, is quite a large amount of pain. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for someone who has dealt with a lot of physical pain in his, you know, short lifetime. So let's not forget that. Like, think about your worst migraine and how often he's experiencing this, especially after occlumency lessons as well. Mm. That's rough. I had a headache on Sunday and I was laying on the couch for hours. And I know that it wasn't like the worst thing that I've, like the worst headache I've ever had either. But I just like, I feel so bad for Harry. Like he's, that's awful. Boyfriend's always in certain amount of like physical pain (laughs) since we've known him. So, but this pain in his scar means that somewhere he knew that Avery was being punished. So yikes, Aru probably, um, (laughs) Cruciato. Yikes, Aru. Did I say that? Yes. Yeah, you did. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes, Aru. (laughs) I'm embarrassed. I love when you're like, what? You're like wondering what I laughed at. And then I repeated you. And you're like, oh. Yikes, Aru. (laughs) I'm crying a little. (laughs) I'm going to say that now. I say the weirdest stuff when I tease her, like with Alana. Yikes, Aru is going to be the title, so I'm deleting this. All right, I had two two <laughs> other ones that beat it out. Oh my god! Can we like create subtitles for this episode? It already had three. <laughs> Yikes, a <Ruski. laughs> Oh my gosh, oh, that's from Chris. Um, Harry and Ron tell Hermione the next morning, and she looks at them and goes, "Yikes, a Shut <laughs> your face! I'm so glad I swallowed my iced tea before you actually said I probably would have legitimately choked. <laughs> Um, but they headed to their, quote, usual corner of the cool and breezy courtyard. Um, and I was like, did anybody else have, like, spots at school like that? Like, oh, I yeah. loved finding, like, my spot. Where was your spot in high school? Um, the dark room. <laughs> For photography. <laughs> we talking about photography? You'd hang out yeah. here? I've been in that. I was I in would- there once. Spend you so much photography? time there. No. Photography? What's no. wrong with me? What's the wrong with me? Yikes! Yes. Yes. No, I only took the yikes. Well, friends. The art classes I had to take. I'm not a very artistic person, and I think photography was really hard to get into. Mm, it's popular subject. Yeah, which I was just like, whatever. Mm. Okay. My I um I, I did photography and one and two. I loved it. Um, but also like you know your table in the lunchroom or. You know your spot while you're waiting. Well, I, I like took I a van to school, not like a stayed, bus, but like a van. We never stayed in the same place in the lunchroom. I don't think we were cool enough. Yeah, we did. Oh man, we did. did we had we? the same table. Yeah. You know what Megan would do every morning, but it would change all four years because like the the freshmen were a certain, but we always well, had yeah, our table. We always had certain like they each each section was a certain certain grade. Yeah. But Megan would get a chocolate chip cookie and chocolate milk or milk in the morning. And then she decided to be vegan, so she went through the line and got a chocolate chip cookie and um, an iced tea. And I was like, "How do you, how do you make cookies?" She's like, "Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> oh man." I, good I tried. Those are good I cookies. I know I they were really good. And I'm not gonna eat one because I don't have any. 
Boo. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> um, so Hermione was just like staring off over at Fred and George, who were across the courtyard, both headless and selling their magical hats <laughs> from under their cloaks. And I was like, that is such cool magic. They're so smart. <gasps> Do you think cool. Nick got jealous? Probably. <laughs> Do you think he bought one from them? That's so mean. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Well, you know, I was going to say something that kind, but that was like a Sarah like comment. I'm doing this it. like out in the open where like students are going to like, or not students, the faculty members, like Umbridge is like got her eyes everywhere. Mm, Filch. Mrs. Mm-hmm. Norris. Mm hmm inquisitorial squad yeah are they formed yet i don't think so i don't think so either well although it's like, i don't know no, i don't think it's, so yet. it's next chapter that they're running amok we're way towards the end of the book so much is the end of the book is really Packed. long but yeah. poop hits the fan like real fast yeah, I w- I I don't think that's a lot to the end of the book. Whoa, there's a no. We have here. like ten chapters to the, the end of the book. The there's end like of the a- book is like it's long. So they're still speculating here again about like what exactly this means or what like led to this happening. So Hermione says when Bode tried to steal this weapon, something funny happened to him. I think there must be defensive spells on it or around it to stop people from touching it. That's why he was in St. Mungo's. His brain had gone all funny and he couldn't talk. But remember what the healer told us? He was recovering and they couldn't risk him getting better, could they? I mean, the shock of whatever happened when he touched that weapon probably made the Imperious curse lift. Mm. Once he'd got his voice back, he'd explain what what he'd been doing wouldn't he they would have known he'd been sent to steal the weapon of course it wouldn't have been easy for lucius malfoy to put the curse on him never out of the ministry it would hold on it would have been easy for lucius malfoy is that what i said whatever you said wouldn't i think i don't know i don't know words um never out of the ministry is he yes so i wonder with having the imperious curse on him and his own knowledge of knowing maybe what would happen to him or no, he knew that something awful would happen to him. If he touched that, I wonder if that, you know, caused something also to happen within his brain. Well, didn't, didn't I read or didn't we read that? Like he, he was fighting the imperious curse, but I wonder like if there's a point where you, you break, you know what I mean? In your fighting um, of it. What do you mean? Like, and that's what damaged his brain. I don't know. It's magic. I I don't. I <laughs> don't think. I think the enchantment of trying to touch it is what messed with his mind. You not think so much. only that. Well, because like Harry didn't really have damage from being under the Imperious curse and getting out. No, but he wasn't also like under it very long. Do you know what I mean? I if mean, you I like wrestle you mean, with like, yourself think, in your brain, I don't think like Hardy Crouch Junior. Speculating. I'm just saying I disagree with you. That's fine. It's a speculation. Because like I think with if you look at Barty Crouch Jr., he was under it for a long time and like I don't think like he doesn't seem not everybody's the same. Yeah, but nah, I think it was more so just him trying to touch the weapon and that the enchantments around that of being like you this isn't about you so you can't touch it. I'm going to get you. Yeah. I think the magic around the prophecy is what That's fine. Scrambled the eggs. 
Oh, so <laughs> we actually do find out exactly what happened. Um, so quit speculating. <laughs> and Were it says that right? <laughs> kind of both of you in a way. So it says one of Voldemort's <laughs> Lucius Malfoy placed Bode under the Imperius curse to force him to attempt the theft. Um, Lucius Malfoy noted that Bode showed unusual resistance to the Imperius curse, which Augustus Rookwood suggested may have been because Bode, being an unspeakable, knew what would happen if he tried to remove one of the prophecies. Um, the moment he touched the oh. orb, there there were defensive spells around it that were triggered, um, as prophecies can only be obtained by those about whom they are made. So that's not necessarily just like a thing with prophecies. That's something that like the unspeakables do to the prophecies. They put defensive spells mm. on them so that only the people who they're about can take them off. So what hurt him was the defensive spells. It didn't have anything to do with the Imperious Curse. However, the shock of the damage lifted the Imperious Curse. So, so I'm right. the second part is what Tiffany was right about, but Sarah was right about the first part. Teamwork <laughs> makes you say the dream part. Work. You yeah. can kiss my butt. Mm-hmm. Bend over. I bet you I think will. this prophecy's about you. Don't, don't you? Don't you? It is not fact. about you. <laughs> it's it's about, about Harry and Voldy. It's not about you. <laughs> So. It's a physical weapon if you throw it at someone. <laughs> uh, so at this point, though, like a major light bulb goes off in Harry's mind here. So he's like, wait, talking about oh, Lucius. That was perfect. What? That was perfect. I literally like pointed my finger up like a light bulb and Katie rang the bell at the same time. Oh, <laughs> it was great. Um, so he says then about Lucius, he was in the Department of Mysteries corridor that day. Your dad said he was probably trying to sneak down and find out what happened in my hearing. But what if? And then Hermione gasps, looking thunderstruck and says, Sturgis. Sorry, said Ron, looking bewildered. Sturgis Podmore, said Hermione breathlessly, arrested for trying to get through a door. Lucius Malfoy got him, too. I bet he did it the day you saw him there, Harry. Sturgis had Moody's invisibility cloak, right? So what if he was standing guard by the door, invisible, and Malfoy heard him move, or guessed he was there, or guessed he was there, (laughs) or just did the Imperious Curse on the off chance that a guard was there. So when Sturgis next had an opportunity, probably when it was his turn to guard duty again, his turn on guard duty again, he tried to get into the department to steal the weapon for Voldemort. Ron, be quiet. But he got caught and sent to Azkaban. So it's like a lot of information. Yes. I don't know who raised their hand first. Mine was first. (laughs) So like thinking about putting someone under the imperious curse. Sure. I do it every day. Having it last a long time. Mm -hmm. Do you think that like, how, how does that work? Like, I don't know. You would think would have to be like a pretty powerful dude to do that. Right. But I also don't think of him because maybe I think of him as like, how he's fallen from grace in Tom's I, eyes. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> at first I was like, 
Tom Felton. <laughs> That's no, actually thinking, who I thought uh, you were talking about too. Riddle Junior. Correct. Okay. But like I, that was a, my first thinking. It was like it's interesting to me, like. That he had these, it seems like he's had these men under this imperious curse for a little bit of time. Mm. He's not always with them. Like, mm-hmm. how does that work? I, I don't know, because then, like, I think about, so the only real time we see, like, somebody actively controlling someone under the imperious curse is Harry when he puts, mm. uh, what's his face under it at Gringotts. Grip mm-hmm. hook. Wait. No. Um, Whatever his tra- name is. Tra- no. Gornick. What? Gore. No. No. Travers is a, is a grab hook. No, it's not. It's a it's a Death Eater. No, it's the Goblin. Travers. No. What is it? Oh wait, Ooh. I think it's wrong in the um. The heck are you guys? Movie. Who different. is it? Travers, right? I don't know. Travers. Yes. Okay. So, and then he's like controlling him with it. He like tells him to go hide and stuff. And it's like, he's right there in this like same proximity. Like, how does that like, like, do these people go home? Like what? I would think. Yeah. They, yeah. Like, I just don't know. I, you got, I, I guess, bet, I don't know. I bet you just decide when you're controlling them is my guess because I would assume yeah I mean there are people under the imperious curse for months so why wouldn't they just like have I don't know yeah like have normal lives outside of like them just, being yeah, yeah cursed, like I just you know? don't get like I don't know man I don't know and like how did Lucius get do we know that because I'm you know I don't know anything about Harry Potter do we know how he gets um, um I'm trying to think of what I'm trying to say. Does he get what am I trying to say? Do we know how he gets them under his spell? <laughs> Does it make sense? Like is it just like Hermione's talking like he just I don't know. I don't know. It's a mystery. Little mystery. Is it curious. Travers though? I'll, I'll I'll be mad at myself if I'm wrong. I think it is. I think you're right. Okay. All right. Keep going, May. Okay. So, anyway, like I was saying, there's just like a lot. Like they're just. It, it feels to me like this is in Hermione's head. Like she's just connecting the dots like really quickly. Um. So then. I think this is Hermione saying, and now Rookwood's, or maybe it's Harry. <laughs> Rookwood, I don't even know. There's so many quotes. <laughs> and now Rookwood's told Voldemort how to get the weapon. I didn't hear all the conversation, but that's what it sounded like, said Harry. Rookwood used to work there. Maybe Voldemort will send Rookwood to do it. Hermione nodded, apparently still lost in thought. Then quite abruptly, quite abruptly, she said, but you shouldn't have seen this at all, Harry. So she kind of like scolds him like, Clearly, this is good information in the sense that, like, they're figuring things out that are happening. But also, she's like, you're supposed to be working on occlumency and you clearly aren't. Um, Mm. And uh, Puff Puff Jess in the chat says they really should have let Hermione into the order. And I, like, a thousand percent agree. Like, this girl connects the dots so quickly i mean i'm not saying i guess that like the order doesn't already know these things like they might but they also might not so it would be 
I don't know. I just think that she... She's like a Sherlock Holmes. Yes. Mm. Sees like all those little clues. Yeah. She's just like, Sturgis Podmore. Blah, blah, blah. Moody's Hermione is close. Lucious. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, so basically she scolds Harry and is like, you really need to work on occlumency. Like, like you clearly weren't. You shouldn't have seen this memory. You need to stop. Um, so that week did not improve harry received two d's in potions <laughs> d's for dreadful which is one grade oh, at least they ain't above trolls. failing that's what i got in my owl pin from this account <laughs> i think i mine got was, dreadful too Didn't mine was acceptable I think. I think so mine was the um, best wasn't it i don't know my i think mine I think was you, pretty good it would be typically the best one because <laughs> i'm the best <laughs> anyway <laughs> um so Harry, on top of getting two Ds in potions, also is still worried about Haggard potentially getting fired. And he could not stop himself from dwelling on this dream in which he had been Voldemort, which right there is a little hint hint that it's going to be in his mind when he goes to his next occlumency lesson. Um, mm. And he just really wishes that he could talk about it with Sirius. And... His chances are uh, dwindling here quickly. Whoa. <laughs> I yes. feel like the, ha- the potential about Haggard being sacked is a little foreshadowing towards the end of this chapter. Indeed. Yeah. And, you know, you know the end of the book. Indeed. Indubitably. Yeah. Mm. They're not talking about footballs getting sacked. You know, what? People. you know what I'm saying? Sack lunch. Um, num, 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 num. <laughs> oh. Oh my god. I don't know what you just said. I said sack lunch. Um nom 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 nom. I thought you said sack munch, and then I was thinking Eric That's munch. What I, Eric and I was munch. like, yeah. he's such a crunch. Job. Lunch he saved munch. the day. Yeah, ate some crunch and munch. Bunch of crunch. Bunch of crunch. Raise your glasses um, to Eric the Munch. True, the true Captain Crunch. Eric Munch. Eric, Eric Munch. munch. <laughs> Captain Crunch so, will wreck your mouth. <laughs> Snape <laughs> then <laughs> says get up potter oh and this is a few weeks now so like we're like really jumping ahead here a few weeks pass and again he's at occlumency with snapey snape so harry's having to relive old memories of dudley and his gang inflicting humiliation on him in primary school that he didn't even remember it happened um oh boy can you imagine that dude that would be me if any if i had to learn occlumency because i forget everything all these random like, all memories these are things just are in the back of my head. Yeah, I'd be like, I don't, I don't remember <laughs> what you putting these in my brain. Yeah, running through my head, running through my head. So, at the end of those, that string of memories of Dudley and his gang, though, um, is the dream. So Snape asks him what that final memory was, though, and Harry says he doesn't know what he's talking about. Um. But Snape says it was a memory of a man kneeling in the middle of a darkened room. Oh, boy. And you can tell at this point, because Snape is just, like, trying to to make eye contact with Harry, that he is trying to read his mind. Because um, then Harry, it, like, clicks in Harry's mind. He's like, oh, wait, eye contact is, like, the number one thing for legitimacy. I need to look away from Snape. So he, like, averts his eyes and says, to look into look Lily's at eyes. Lolly. Lolly. Every day um, is so wonderful. 
And then Snape asks him again. He said, how do that man and that room come to be inside your head, Potter? Mm. Um, hey, oh, hold on. Okay, so question. <laughs> I didn't raise my hand. Uh, how often or if at all, do you think Snape goes to do like Death Eater stuff during school? Because I wonder if he like <laughs> knew that happened. Death Eater stuff. Like was there in the other, <laughs> Maybe, like, other room or something. Weekends, but I think that like in order to play the part for both roles, like realistically, like Voldemort needs him to be the guy on the other side. Where like, yeah, he's going to tell Snape stuff most likely, but like he also knows that like in order for in order for him to have the the facade and like the 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 role that he's playing for Voldemort of being like, quote, a spy, he needs to be the teacher that at school and like gaining information. So like, I don't think he would go there that often. Yeah, Maybe I don't like think once I a don't- month. Maybe on like the third Wednesday of every month he goes. He has and says, to like go in and get what, his gold what's up, star. Tom? <laughs> hey Tom, just checking in. Tommy boy, what's up? Friend? I bet it's like, I bet it's just like every like month and a half or so. Like I feel like it's pretty infrequent. But like also they have like flu calls or, um, they can write letters. They're pen pals. You know, do you think that Voldemort writes letters? I can't picture no, him sitting down at the desk. No, I think he would have someone else. like Jimmy Fallon. It seems like <laughs> way too human. <laughs> Thank you, ATM machines, for making me pay my own money to get my own money out. Snake would it be a guy quill pal? in a little coat. <laughs> but like, would I would think that he pal? would maybe have a quill pal. You know, um, he does Dear Diary. An owl pal. <laughs> do you think he has one of those? Do you remember those diaries that like was like the electronic diary? You oh, that? I had one yes. of those. Oh, what was it called? What was it called? Yeah. Uh, Something journal. On. Secret journal. Secret journal. I think secret journal. Oh man, I, I wanted one, but it. I never had it. I never had one either. Password journal. password journal. No. Yeah, I dude. had a journal with a lock. So no, you had to, you had to speak it to it. Oh, maybe I didn't have one code. of these. Is this what we're talking about? I tried. No, I I it was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to say it's pink. What color is it for real? Because this monitor is off. Yeah, it's pink. What is it called? Dear, di- Dear Diary. Yeah, Password di- password Journal. Uh, oh, it's says Dear Diary. I never got this either. Mm. But. Let's get some Polly Pockets and make it a day. I never had Polly Dude, Pockets. Uh, Why? Because you put like the only... Like no, I no early quote quote toy I liked. I loved Polly Pocket. Anyway, Snape says Snape's laughing at our own dumb joke over here that wasn't even funny. <laughs> what? Uh, no, she's over here laughing no, at her joke on. that wasn't funny. Just go on. Um, okay, I would say once a month, and I would think that like maybe Snape's writing him letters. Maybe Wormtail is writing letters back for Voldemort. He's his right-hand man. Oh, snap. Not for long. Oh, he doesn't have a right. I mean, he does. You know what I mean? Whatever. (laughs) It's no longer funny. Go on, boy. Take a note. All right. So, uh, you do know why we are here, don't you, Potter? Said Snape in a low, dangerous voice. You do know why I'm giving up my evenings to this tedious job. 
because at this point, Snape is realizing exactly what that dream was mm-hmm. and realizing his lessons ain't working. Well, he's probably seen the room where it happens. And also, he knows the dudes the that are in it. In the room where it happens. I would say he wants to be there, but he really doesn't. Dumbledore wants him to be in the room where it happens. Here's the thing. Oh, Snape show. isn't dumb. He knows that this isn't yeah. working. This is not he's not doing a good job. He has Neither to one know. Of them are doing a good job. Yeah, Harry knows it. He knows it. They're literally they're like clocking in just to say that they showed up. <laughs> <laughs> no one's turning in any kind of quality work here. Okay. Yeah. You're not wrong. I agree with I you. Know I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. I'm Tiffany. I'm always right. Look at me. I'm a Gryffindor. I'm always right. There was. T- show me the lie. <laughs> oh gosh (sighs) it's yellow let's start with a little read from chapter because every time i have a snape section like you can't paraphrase the guy no you can't you just can't from chapter so this is snape remind me why we are here potter so i can learn aquamancy said harry now glaring at a dead eel because he doesn't want to look at snape remember correct potter and dim though you may be Harry looked back at Snape, hating him. I would have thought that after two months' worth of lessons, you might have made some progress. How many other dreams about the Dark Lord have you had? So pause. Two months' worth of lessons, but we just all finished agreeing that they're just clocking in for just to get the points, right? But I also think also, that like, it's not something you can learn overnight, and I yeah, get they've right. had lessons, but like, how many lessons is that? Four? Or not four. Are they doing it once a week, so it's eight lessons? Like Right. For someone like Snape, I feel like something like this came easier to him. Like, like mm-hmm. Malfoy, like we know that he's mm-hmm. naturally good at these things. So like with Harry, mm-hmm. that's just not where his talents lie. So it's going to be a little bit more difficult for him to learn something like this. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like right. think about me taking those. What what exercise class did we take? And I'm still not. It took me months to even learn how to figure out how to do those things. because It's not my talent. Yeah. And I also think so when Harry learns to control it later in seven, like he's very good at being able to like open his mind up, see what's going on and shut it back down again. I somehow think that a lot of that stemmed from the death of Dumbledore and just kind of like that forced him to grow up a bit. Mm. Um, And I think he like started taking things, not that he's not taking things seriously, but I think he started taking things a little more seriously as time went on. Yeah. Oh, for sure. May. Good. Sorry. I call her um, May. <laughs> People are probably I'm like, who? So I'm a little bit confused, I guess, because. Sure. It said in my section that a few weeks had passed before he was at Occlumency. And like this Occlumency is the lesson where he sees that memory. So like, did Harry suppress it in the weeks before this lesson? Because don't they have weekly lessons? I guess so. Interesting. Plot hole. When- I just... That's confusing. It, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he does have stuff from his past crop Maybe up. Maybe they don't meet weekly. You know? But I thought I they thought did. it was weekly. I thought they we did know as well. We would but... like write our story, and we were just like, we're like, eh, what is time? You know? Yeah. I feel like again, nobody expected four friends to sit down and pick this apart, little itty tic tac bit by tic tac bit. You know? Yeah. But yeah. I like it. Why? Why are you? I need you need to explain it to me. 
why are we confused well because like first of all why why is this the lesson that this memory crops up in and not oh i see i see and like hold on what did you I think well i mean different memories in the book d- but different memories pop up at different times like that stuff with dudley but like wouldn't you think that would be because it was fresh in his mind when it happened who knows i don't know, I don't know. this is yeah. what he, this is what snape tells him he goes you will receive private lessons once a week but you will not tell anybody what you are doing least of all dolores umbridge all right so I, I I think that is odd. Like, I feel like it's fresh in his mind. He just had this thing. Yeah. Or maybe, I, I don't know. It makes more sense to me that he would have it, like, right after. I guess. Yeah. I mean. Especially because yeah. he's already not good at blocking things out. So mm-hmm. how on earth would he be able to block that out for weeks? Yeah. And not some random memory of Dudley and his crew <sighs> that he doesn't even remember. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't know why, but point. this, like, doesn't bother me. It really bothers me. So this is b- no, like saying, in like, my heart of hearts. No, no, but like I feel like it should bother me, but it just totally doesn't. I but even like saying like a few weeks have passed and he was again at occlumency lessons. Like yeah. it sounds like he they missed a few weeks, right? Yeah. But then, but then Snape is like, it's been two months, and I'm like, okay, but it's been weeks. So like, how many lessons did you even have then? Yeah, is it every week or is this the first one in like three weeks or something? I feel like this right. is just. It's not even lessons. It's just a snake breaking into Harry's brain and just moving on. I mean, not wrong. Am I, I wrong? Like Am I wrong? No, I feel Am like I it's wrong? a plot hole. I just feel I like agree. it's a plot hole. And you, she wrote Well, she has said, though. the author has said in the past that she's not great at um, time and things. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Well, a plot hole. Plot Done. Hole. Write it down in your book. Dear diary. <laughs> so Snape asked him, how many other dreams about the dark cloud have you had? Just that one, lied Harry. Perhaps, said Snape, his dark, cold eyes narrowing slightly. Perhaps you're actually enjoying having these visions and dreams, Potter. Maybe they make you feel special. Important? No, they don't, said Harry, his jaw set and his fingers clenched tightly around the handle of his wand. This is just as well, Potter, said Snape coldly, because you are neither special nor important, and it is not up to you to find out what the Dark Lord is saying to his Death Eaters. No, that's your job, isn't it? Harry shouted him. Ooh, sick burn! <laughs> Ooh, burn! Get some sap for all, that burn. Uh, like, don't tell anybody they're not special or important. Correct. That's just like, well, I know. Snape's he's, favorite thing to do when it comes to Harry. talking to James in that right. moment. Yeah. Right. He needs to get over himself. Mm. And then, too, here comes Sassy Harry, which, like, I'm a fan of Sassy Harry. He honestly didn't mean to say it. That's his temper coming out. Um, and he even admits no matter how angry he is, he's like, mm, that was probably a little too far. <laughs> <laughs> but Snape doesn't even like seem mad. Uh, Harry describes him looking curious and almost satisfied. And he just says, yes, that is my job. And then he picks right back up and he's ready to do another round, um, which I don't know. Maybe Snape feels superior to him in that moment. Like, yeah, I've got this double agent role. I just told you you're not important. I am important to this plot. I am. Realistically, Harry's like number one important important. dude in this. I agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Um, So another round of legilimens. So Harry sees that memory of the Dementors swooping across the lake at him. But this time... He sees the memory in front of his vision, but he can also still see Snape standing in front of him. So this is new. Um, 
So he raises his wand and he uses Protego on Snape. And I figured we could visit that spell for a second. Um, so Protego sure. is a spell used to guard its caster from incoming spells. So it's basically a shield charm. What I thought was kind of interesting about it, though, is like it seems to vary how it works. So with Snape here, Snape's wand flies out of his hand and it causes Harry to see some of Snape's memories. There's another Ooh. instance where Harry uses it and it just simply interrupts the spell that's coming at him. Um, I don't know. Like, it's just... I don't know if it depends on, like, your meaning when you cast it or, like, just your situation or whatever you're encountering. I don't I know. I wonder if it's... Like, I like how you brought up the situation, like... I just thought of Jersey Shore. <laughs> <laughs> that literally wasn't what I was thinking of. And then I had like, you know, GTL in my head. But um, like, I don't know, just like with this situation, like if you're somebody's br trying to like break into your mind, I wonder if that's just how like the spell reacts. Like if the spell reacts in certain situations, like doesn't it, doesn't Harry use Protego to protect certain people in the Battle of Hogwarts? Protego and it's like reminds a, me of cheese. It's just like a shield. What kind Montego? of cheese? Uh, maybe Magchego. Is there? Is there? <laughs> yeah. What are the bag cheeses called? What's one of those brands? Oh, uh, uh, oh. Are you thinking of Prego? Sargento? Oh, Sargento. Oh. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Bag of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would I would think like maybe the intentions behind the spell is what can affect yeah. how yeah. it's used, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. Protect in whatever way that's needed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like, like that. that. I like that a lot. Jinx, Jinx you owe me a Coke. I Jinx, you owe me another Coke. <gasps> oh, oh, I said it first. No, it's Katie won. Katie won because she said it again. You lose. <laughs> Topes lose. Bob's freaking shorts. <laughs> How about Bob's can of Coke? You're going to give to me. <laughs> <laughs> and my name's Bob. <laughs> no. Actually, that would go to Sarah because she's Bob the Builder. So. Can I build it, Bob the Builder? <laughs> Maybe I can. I don't know. Oh my god. Just give me a can of Coke. Get a Disney Coke, Katie. Make builder. it good. Oh, can you get me a Disney Coke? Nope. Too bad you're gonna. In two weeks, we can get a Disney Coke. <laughs> That's fair. Trigger warning. Child abuse. The following content includes discussions of child abuse. Regular conversation begins again at 58 minutes, 30 seconds. All right, so from the book. So Harry hits Snape with Protego. Um, so Snape staggered. His wand flew upward away from Harry, and suddenly Harry's mind was teeming with memories that were not his. A hook-nosed man was shouting at a cowering woman while a small, dark-haired mm. boy cried in a corner. A greasy-haired teenager sat alone in a dark bedroom, pointing his wand at the ceiling, shooting down flies. A girl was laughing at a scrawny boy as a scrawny boy tried to mount a bucking broomstick. So... Yeah, it's just like, I don't know. I don't remember how I felt reading this the first time, and I wish I did, because, like, now I'm either. like, whoa. He was like, clearly in a serious sitcom. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, like even I yeah. know in the later ones where like Harry sees some of like the people he knows, like his dad and like the marauders and stuff. I remember like reading it being like, this is so funny. Ha ha ha. Mm-hmm, and I haven't mm-hmm. gotten to that part yet, but I know it's going to make me real uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, But do we know who like the girl is laughing at him? Is or- it? What was the line? Was it Petunia? <sighs> a girl was laughing as a scrawny boy tried to mount a bucking broomstick. Oh, no, it was Petunia then. Uh, I don't know. Like laughing in like a mean way? I would think. think. I yeah. bet you it was like him and his flying lessons because he's not yeah. known mm-hmm. for his flying skills. Yeah. Well, yeah, like I mean, he's he flying like on. a death eater. Flying oh out like a bat. <laughs> flying like a death. Flying like a death eater. Um, <laughs> I'm sure, I I'm guessing it's just like a random rando girl See, girl yeah but laughing at I him. don't think if it was Lily I don't think Harry would have known oh, because no. he doesn't really know his parents and he's never really seen pictures right. you know what I mean like he but I just... do feel like if it was meant to be Lily it we would know yeah, it was Lily yeah and I don't sure. yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. that's in her nature to laugh at someone you know what I mean right. Unless it was like because they were a funny laugh, yeah. like a good moment, but I feel like I mean, we're being shown bad things. James yeah. in his early days, she probably would have laughed at him. Oh, Should have continued to laugh at him. I guess we don't She's know when I'm Megan. But anyways, back to this slow burn. But I think that we really need to like as much as we, you know, as okay. Let me say this: as much as Snape has like very large, realistic faults, his history is also very realistic Mm. in the way that one grows to be if they don't get help to redirect Mm -hmm. certain behaviors he's known Mm -hmm. clearly what we see is um verbal abuse in Mm -hmm. his home and he what everybody verbally abuses people Mm -hmm. yeah you know what i'm saying well, and I think it just proves like we've obviously if you've gotten this far, I've listened to us talk about the whole episodes of like they need more um, like mental health help in the wizarding world. And like that's even when these books came out anyways, like that was not mental, mental health. And like these topics were not wild, like well, not wildly I guess wildly discussed like they they're more so discussed now we're like you know go talk to someone get help for what's happened to you talk about the traumas of your past where like then it wasn't talked about and we know like it's or I should say it seems in the wizarding world that they literally are lacking in a majority of things anyways mm-hmm. yeah so maybe if he had yeah. gotten the help that he needs and gotten some therapy he would have realized a lot of things that weren't great and broken out of that mm-hmm. cycle i mean and kids as young as in my own experience i don't know about before kindergarten but kids as young as kindergarten are you know receiving therapy for their needs because in children you know a lot of the times you don't know how to say why you're doing something and it you know comes out as maybe just undesirable behaviors mm. and so that's why you know we'll often as teachers refer kids to see and talk to people and then you know they talk about the things that they experience with their therapist and then you can get to the the underlying issues and the root of why people are 
are the way that they are and act the way that they act and then giving them coping skills. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've said it a thousand times. It's not present within the wizarding world. Yeah. Yeah. So just from these three memories that we get real quick flashes of, we see he was in an abusive home. He was very lonely and he's bullied. Yeah. Like that's right off the bat, which we do find out later. Those are all absolutely true. Mm-hmm. It's sad. I'm not a Snape fan and this is sad. Um, so Snape breaks it real quick. Um, and Harry, I like this description. Harry felt as though he had been pushed hard in the chest. I really like how like magic, like this thing you can't see. Is can Snape be, like, across so the physical. room though? I always, oh, I didn't, I, I pictured it just like magical. Is it? I don't you know. Think he I pictured him? him across. I thought I don't it was know. magic I, that pushed I him. I thought it was magic as well. I'm That's just playing I devil's advocate here. That's well, fair. don't. <laughs> You're wrong. But it's spooky season. <laughs> it's spooky season. <gasps> oh, just saying. No, just, I mean, I wouldn't put it past him to, to try well, and break it very fast. It says he staggered and his wand flew and he was away from Harry. Okay. True. Yeah. Hold on. And then I it doesn't will. mean he didn't come near him at all, though. Thought. He felt sure. as if he had been pushed hard in the As chest. if? Yes. Okay. As oh, if. Not as, though, not yeah. as if. Yeah. Oh, as no. though as, he as had though. been pushed yeah. same hard thing. in okay. the chest. As right. though. As though. As though. Okay, I'll accept it as magic then. Magic. It's canon. Magic. Magic. Remember, magic. what Tiffany says is wrong. Is canon. Tiffany's the best. Canon. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so Harry falls back into one of like the shelves and one of the jars with the slimy Ugh. things breaks and spills all over him and like vomit. Ugh, gross. What do you think that, it is? Like, legitimately grosses me. I out. feel like it's a squid. <laughs> I it's don't know what? why. A squid. There's a squib. That's not nice, Catherine. <laughs> Whoa! I thought turn you that said it. Turn. No, I didn't Ooh. say you said it. Ooh. Okay, Iggy's also upset about that. It's okay, buddy. It was a squid. Squid. He's like, yeah, squid. Put it in my dish. Feed me. (laughs) Give me that sushi. (laughs) Um, So Snape says, well, that clearly certainly was an improvement. (laughs) And uh, he goes to straighten the the pond sieve as though checking that his memories are still there because those (laughs) are important and Harry can't know them yet. So like he's just being very protective about these memories, which at this time I took it as like he just doesn't want Harry to see like he's you know what I mean like he no mm. one wants their memories infiltrated you don't think about how these are for memories for later on um but the, Snape seems kind of calm again and he's like I don't remember saying that you could use a shield charm but it was effective um but Harry doesn't really say anything because he feels like it's too dangerous to speak right now because he just saw memories from Snape's childhood Quote, uh, and it was unnerving to think the crying little boy who had watched his parents shouting was actually standing in front of him with such loathing in his eyes. Mm. That's also really super sad. Um, (laughs) Snape is ready to try again, and instantly Harry is totally dreading it. He's like, I'm going to pay for what I just didn't even mean to do. And Snape does hit him again with Legilimens before Harry has any time to prepare. So he was hurtling along the corridor toward the Department of Mysteries, past the blank stone walls, past the torches. The plain black door was growing ever larger. 
He was moving so fast he was going to collide with it. He was feet from it, and he could see that chink of faint blue light again. The door had flown open. He was through it at last, inside a black-walled, black-floored, circular circular room lit with blue-flamed candles. And there were more doors all oh. around him. He needed to go on, but which door ought he, ought he ta- to take? So, without knowing how he got there, he's on his back on the floor and he's panting like he had really just sprinted down that corridor and now Snape is mad forget the fact that Harry just like burst into his mind and all that now he's mad and he's telling Harry he has to explain himself um Harry's actually honest for once with Snape he's like I I have no idea what happened he feels feverish and he's like yeah I've told you I've seen that door before in a dream but like it's never opened before I have no idea um and Snape's frustrated with him. He's telling him he's not working hard enough. So for some reason, Snape seemed angrier, th- angrier than he had done two minutes before when Harry had seen into his own memories. And I think, what is this? Because Harry knows information that, like, the Order knows? Possibly. Mm. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> Though this is the first that we hear about this, like, room after the door, right? Yeah. Yes. Is maybe. he angry? So maybe is Voldemort he- is act was like maybe Voldemort was in his head at that moment. Right now, I don't know. Right maybe, now, I mean, yeah, right now. maybe because when Harry sees through sees as Voldemort sees, he is acting those things. Like he woke up and found his hand stretched out to open the door, and this time he feels like he panted down the hallway. Mm. Uh, I don't know. What time is it? Evening time. Right now it's eight thirty or eight thirteen PM Eastern That's not Standard Time. What I wanna know. I just wanna know if like people are at the ministry. You know what I mean? I would think it's like after dinner, right? <laughs> after eleven <11s>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh. I, I just wonder if he's seen if Voldemort so I wonder if Harry's seeing what Voldemort has seen in somebody else's head. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, but like, who got through mm. that door? Bodrick Bode, except that's not his name. <laughs> Broderick Bode, Rookwood, Rookwood, Rookwood. He he's been inside the Rookwood. room where it happened. Okay, yeah. So he's probably just like thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I finally, like, makes me open think. the door. Is it thinking about me? <laughs> Voldemort makes me think of Arrow from Twilight. Yes. Who? One touch. One touch, he can see every thought you've ever had. How do you remember that? Because I just finished watching him a couple weeks ago. That's all. Oh. We went on, like, a... We went on a kick where we watched it Oh, I like through. him. That's a vampire. That's a vampire. But anyway, so Snape starts yelling at Harry. He tells him he's lazy. He's sloppy. Your father was a swine. And Harry cuts him off. And he's like, he's like, can you tell me something, sir? Why do you call Voldemort <laughs> the Dark Lord? I've only ever heard Death Eaters call him that. Well. Which we he, talked we about, We talked right? about that. Yeah. Jinx. Give me your Disney Coke. Oh, rude. Okay. <laughs> Did we? What was our answer? That it's something, it's a habit that he, you can't, like, you don't want to break because you'll break, you know, your your double agency. That's not something you want to let slip. Mm. You feel me? I feel you. Yeah. Okay. Snape yeah. can't roll in and be like, what up, Tom? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Tom! Hey, Tommy boy! Tom. Tom. 
I think it would be really weird to have Snape say Voldemort because that doesn't feel right. Well, just because there's literally no Death Eater that does it, and there's no regular, like, regular quote, regular person that does it either. So, like, to have him just keep up with the whole idea. Remus. Does Remus say Voldemort? Yeah, but mm-hmm. he ain't no normal person. Mm-hmm. He was like one of, cool. <laughs> he was one of the first people that Harry heard like besides like Dumbledore say his name. Because mm-hmm. I just rewrote yeah. that part. You're yeah. cute. You're right. Like, the third That's book. cool. Here's like my it. question. I need sure. someone because I can't do it. Okay. Who does a good Snape voice uh-huh. say Voldemort? Voldemort. No, in Snape's <laughs> voice. I, Megan does that. Uh, I'm trying to think now. You're trying to think how to say Voldemort. Oh, like, I forgot that no, I did a really just, like, good uh, Voldemort voice. last week. I need the guy from Voldemort. Puffs to do it. Oh. <laughs> Voldemort. You got to make it really slow. Voldemort. I don't know. It's better than I could do. Yeah, Iggy gave it a try. Good job, oh. bud. Snape with Ew. lipstick looks a little bit weird. Gotta say. Also, Tiffany's arrow is fantastic. <laughs> Tiffany, your face works on everything. You just have that kind of a face. <laughs> <laughs> so creepy. That's that second one is not okay. <laughs> it's better than the first one. The first one makes me look very strange. That's so good. That last gift from Mia looks like Kristen Stewart being Tiffany being Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> see that oh. anyway so Snape's about to answer him when a woman screams from somewhere outside the room oh <laughs> and he was like I can do it too good job Iggy feed your cats Iggy you are it's not even time so yet. funny nope. Me you're so talented um, so talented sometimes like going this is going back to the Snape talking about like his awful childhood sometimes i forget too how you realistically how young he is because he's only 36 i'm just saying right. i had to like do the math because i'm like realistically marty. he's not that much older than i am now marty. and think marty of like how one? wait how old is marty he's gonna be 35 yeah right. i think close I enough i don't know i just know when his birthday is i don't know years um but like uh, to have gone through all of that like just saying, like, it's never too late like, if you want to get help for yourself. Just saying. True is true. Any whoosies, let's talk about a lady screaming. So they hear a woman screaming, and obviously they're concerned because that's not normal. Um, so Harry was telling Snape that he didn't re- or notice anything unusual like, on its way down to the mine lessons. And they can hear commotion above them, and then they can hear the woman screaming again. So Snape leaves his office with his wand in his hand, and obviously Harry uh, follows right after him. So come to find out, the screaming was coming from the front entrance of the school. Um, It's already packed with students. They were coming out of the Great Hall. Dinner was still going on. Harry kind of pushed into the crowd and he sees that McGonagall was like, there's like a, a circle and McGonagall's like on the opposite side of the circle. Fight, and he fight, sees Trelawney is in the middle of the circle <laughs> and she's kind of looking like a little bit, um, disheveled. Yes. That's a good word. Disheveled. It's just sad. Yes, no. it is. Um, she's got a wand in one hand and then she's got like an empty bottle of sherry in the other hand. Um, and she's also has like, it looks like she's leaving cause it's, she's got trunks around her. Um, and then it looks like one of them cause it was, it looks the way it's landed it, that someone just threw 
her trunk down the stairs, mm. which um, infuriates me. Don't touch my stuff. Um, and then he realizes like Trelawney is staring at something. And I said, or someone, cause we know it's someone. Um, and she literally looks terrified. Mm-hmm. So she's like yelling again about not being able to believe that what is happening to her, um, is happening to her. She didn't want to accept it. Um, and Umbridge is there. Yay. I was hoping. And she really? is the someone that Trelawney was looking at with like fear in her eyes. Like she's terrified. And this is a quote from the book. Well, it's her, what Umbridge is saying. She goes, you didn't realize this was coming Incapable though you are of predicting even tomorrow's weather. You must surely have realized your pitiful performance during my inspections and lack of any improvement would make it inevitable. You would be sacked. I mean, literally there are words I want to call her that I'm not allowed to say in Uh, like conversation. Um, Trelawney is now crying and she didn't know like what she was going to do. Hogwarts has been her home. She's been there for 16 years. And I just want to say a reminder that the prophecy, AKA that's the weapon that Harry doesn't really know about. Um, she's the one that made the prophecy 16 years ago Mm -hmm. and she's been there ever since. You can't send her away. Bad things would happen. She's just the worst. Can you imagine? She being Umbridge is the worst. Um, Yikes. Uh, Rue. So Umbridge is an absolute cow, is what I say. Mm. (laughs) There's another quote from the book. That's putting it kindly. Correct. I almost wrote the word out, but (laughs) then I probably would have forgotten to delete it. How many moves? Um, It was your, this is a quote. It was your home until an hour ago when the Minister of Magic... (sighs) countersigned the order for your dismissal now kindly remove yourself from this hall you are embarrassing us yeah and i said in all seriousness like who's the embarrassing one umbridge is being way too vicious towards trelawney and is just thriving on the power that she's been given from fudge because realistically like um there are students that are like upset that this is happening that trelawney is leaving like crying like Pavardi, i think and lavender i know for sure um and i said if you want to sack a bad teacher umbridge needs to get out um because those students aren't learning anything from her quote teaching and then i said can you tell that a hater <laughs> no um, <laughs> say more i'm gonna read for the book but she stood and watched with an expression of gloating enjoyment as professor trelawney shuddered and moaned rocking back backward and forward on her trunk and paroxysm wait i don't know how to say that paroxysmus Paroxysmies, I don't know. Of grief, <laughs> Harry heard a sob to his left and looked around. But Lavender and Pavardi were both, or Pavati, sorry, were both crying silently, their arms around each other. Then he heard footsteps. Professor McGonagall had broken away from the spectators, marched straight up to Professor Trelawney, and was patting her firmly on the back while withdrawing a large handkerchief from within her robes. So McGonagall, because she's amazing and nothing like Umbridge, yes. Do you know of anyone who actually keeps handkerchiefs? Only I old, do. Yeah, my dad. <laughs> Meg's dad. <laughs> my dad. Only person I know. My grandpa used to have I one. Say, I, and I thought it was the most disgusting thing in the whole um, world. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I'm all for, like, the environment, but, like, tissues, man. Tissues, <laughs> man! So basically, McGonagall then tells Trelawney, like, you won't have to leave Hogwarts. And Umbridge just like, uh, excuse me. I am the supreme leader excuse here. Excuse me. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Like, basically says to McGonagall, like, on whose authority uh, 
is this that you're saying this? And Dumbledore strolls in, shades yeah. on, and he's like, oh, mm, 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 but mm. I do have the authority. Baby, baby. Um, yeah, so he comes strolling in from the ground, strutting, he's leaving the doors open, strutting. making a grand entrance, and he's mm. like, I'm here. Uh, obviously, Umbridge isn't pleased. And then asking him where, basically, where he gets off and saying that he has the authority to keep his staff members at Hogwarts, according to Educational Decree 23, she, being the High Inquisitor of Hogwarts, <laughs> and this is another little quote, it says, has the power to inspect, place upon probation, and sack any teacher, basically who isn't doing the job that Umbridge or the Ministry thinks is good enough. Umbridge then goes on to say that that um, she doesn't think Trelawney is good enough and that she has chosen to fire her. Realistically, the minister needs to keep out of education like that. Mm, 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 or have mm, someone mm, in mm, charge that, mm, you know, mm, is an educator that hey, knows what it hey, means to educate hey, someone. Hey. That just doesn't make any sense to have someone in charge of education that has no background in education. Just oh, thoughts that I think. Oh. <laughs> I Wait, mean, am you I mean wrong? that people who, like, know about a topic should be involved in that topic? I know I could apply that to so many things. I know it's groundbreaking. Um, It really is. But hey, because you know what? When I say I'm going to get on a plane, but you know what? I don't want to get on a plane with a pilot. I don't want to, you know, I don't want a pilot to fly my plane. No. Yeah. Not at all. I just want people to run schools just like a like a business that just sounds perfect <laughs> thanks for waiting till i took a sip of water to throw that I one out there to say something oh god and then you went and like with sarcasm what's, what's so great about dumbledore because like in this book we haven't got to see him a lot because he is we staying see away. this book from Harry's perspective and he is staying away from Harry. Mm-hmm. But then Dumbledore comes in basically like shades on his eyes and he's like I'm going to come here and I'm going to throw a big old wrench in your plans. And he's still smiling because he's like, you're not wrong. And he looks at Trelawney and then he goes on to say, he's like, yeah, Umbridge, you're not lying. You do have the authority God, to fire my teachers. So much. But, you know, you can you can say to dismiss them, whatever. I don't really care. But you do not have the authority to send them away from the castle. That's a privilege that remains in my hands. Dumbledore. Yeah. <laughs> he's got the power and he's like and I've chosen that Trelawney's gonna stay at Hogwarts so what now and then Trelawney's like no 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 like I'll leave you don't need to do this and he's like uh no he oh, sharply tells her a uh, no he wishes for her to stay at Hogwarts and then he's like turns to McGonagall he's like take her back upstairs <laughs> and she's like for sure my dude I'll do it and then what's so great though why are you laughing for at sure me? my dude i'll do it <laughs> but like, so, maggie smith saying that <laughs> but like i think what's so great about this section of this this book and i was thinking about this when i was like rereading it for the summary and obviously my section is like we know how mcgonagall has felt about trelawney in the past uh, yeah um where she even kind of thinks that she's a little bit of a fraud but like well, it just shows wrong. the difference of characters of her characteristics of her personality mm, mm-hmm. versus Umbridge where like, she might think that she's not um, the greatest teacher and like whatever else, but and like she would never treat someone the way that Umbridge is treating her right now. And the AKA fact that like, she has a heart facts. I mean, the Grinch <laughs> has a bigger heart than Umbridge does before yeah, the right. whole everything her three sizes yeah. bigger. Um, and so it just it, it like warmed my heart to have um or have McGonagall um be like come on like 
I'll make sure like, here's a, here's a tissue and we're going to get you upstairs. And like, no. Um, and even like how she did in the books or in the movies, I really liked it. So McGonagall, several things I would like to say. (laughs) She's so good. And then Sprout jumps up to help her as well. And like when I first read it, I thought that Umbridge had grabbed her arm and I was getting real mad. Then I had to reread it. I was like, no, no, no. That says Sprout helped her. And then even Flitwick like helped bring her bags upstairs. Um, she was just like, good people helping out good people. Mm -hmm. And then there's Umbridge. Mm Who then she likes to bring up the fact that there's no um, there's a need to hire a new professor now for the job. <laughs> and she's like, well, where where are they going to stay if Trelawney stays? They can't have they can't share rooms. Oh, um, but what? also makes me think of like I feel realistically like if they needed like I feel like the castle would be like is more of like here's a sentient thing and like here's a room. It's the room where it happens. <laughs> Uh, and he's like, I say, oh, don't you worry your toady little head, Umbridge, because Dumbledore has a plan. Here's a, he has already found a new professor. And don't worry, they will be lounging, except it says lodging, um, in on the ground floor. And then Umbridge, of course, is not very impressed with this because... Um, you know, according to educational decree 22, but Dumbledore cuts her off because he's like, yeah, we know the ministry has the authority to hire a professor, but only if the headmaster or mistress has failed to fill that position. But alas, earwax, mm. Dumbledore has it filled. He's like, I got Burn. it covered. He's the so, man with the plan. You know what? I bet he's wearing his high heel buckle boots right now. <laughs> Dude, so, uh, he's probably wearing his yes. underpants. Feel this so hard. <laughs> can Dumbledore be like a JVN? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you, literally though. But that's that what would, I feel like. That would that's how I feel like. So yes. much better. And he's like, oh, right. queen, think like, about the way that he, you know, yes, uh, just comes in, just so clutch. Yes. Yeah. Yes. For sure. <laughs> Um, Obs. So Dumbledore then turns to face the open door and he wants to introduce the new teacher. So Harry can then, he, he hears hooves. And then this is a quote from the book. Through the mist came a face Harry had seen once before on a dark, dangerous night in the Forbidden Forest. <laughs> White blonde hair and astonishing blue eyes. The White head blonde. and torso of a man joined to the um, Palomino body of a horse. I don't remember the white blonde hair. Neither do I, because he doesn't have it in the movies. The oh, one time that'll do. That'll, that'll do. That'll do, donkey. That'll do. <laughs> uh, friends is his name, and being a center is his game. Hey. Oh. He's going to be the new divination teacher. And I said, he, it's also like for Florence's friends in English. I just think it's so cool. anytime that friends speaks, it's <gasps> actually going to be Florence. <laughs> oh my God. Can we do it? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hello, my that name would is be Florence. With the way he talks, that's perfect. <laughs> that's a good Like, Maz is right tonight. Oh my God. So I pulled up some stuff from the internet because, you know, that's what millennials do these days. They just go on the internet I'm all the time. The internet. Um, and so these are from the Wikia, some of it. And then I also have a Britannica thing about centaurs. So Professor Ferenz was a centaur. He's part of the Forbidden Forest Centaur Colony and a divination teacher at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry from 1996 to 1998. Um, so sometime before March 1996, he lived at the colony in the Forbidden Forest. We know that's in Scotland. We've also seen him before. He saved Harry Potter in the forest from uh, Tom Riddle, who was hanging out in the back of uh, What's-His-Face's Head during that time. But he was off drinking some um, of that juice that I can't think of. Unicorn? Unicorn blood. 
Um, <laughs> well, that's a very interesting picture. Yeah, I really like his hair. It's very long. Yeah, it's very. It looks soft. Um, and so, despite his heroics, his herd saw this as a dishonorable act, as they considered themselves too great to be ridden by humans because he let Harry um, on his back to ride to safety. And so then we know that he is hired to teach divination. Um, after Sybil Trelawney was sacked by Dolores Umbridge. And then again, the centaurs were like, hmm, dude, this isn't cool. They see this as servitude. His colony attacked and banished him. And they would have killed him were it not for the intervention of the my man, Rubius Hagrid. Um, and then after Dumbledore was reinstated as headmaster, Trelawney was returned to her classroom. However, since friends was still estranged from his colony, Dumbledore allowed them both to continue teaching, though Trelawney was uncomfortable with sharing her classroom with the centaur. He um, was injured in the fighting of the Battle of Hogwarts. He returned to his colony later when the other centaurs had come to the opinion that his pro-human blah, 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 leanings were not so shameful. Um... I'm not going to read all this because I'm sure we're going to do a files of the Felix on him. Mm-hmm. Totally. But um, I do want, I don't know if it's in this article, but I do want to talk about the fact that like with Umbridge, not only is she like obviously going to be annoyed with the fact that, that this happened and, and um, Dumbledore has hired a teacher that her slash the ministry weren't involved with. Um, she is known for being basically a bigot and a racist person because she doesn't like Hagrid because he's a half-breed. She, I don't think, cares for... She really doesn't care for creatures either. She hates werewolves. She doesn't she hates care for people. really one... Correct. Like, She's just a like, terrible human Really being. anyone. Yeah. Like, um, who does she like? People who are in power. So, correct. like, what? People that are going to make Three her... Three people? Are going to raise her power level. And who... I don't even think she likes them. I think she just tolerates them so until she can, like get to their level and surpass them. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the she corner, nasty. Truly. <laughs> so according to this, he was obviously a centaur with a Palomino horse hide behind body and blonde human hair. It blue eyes and he looked younger than both Bane and Rowan. Ronan is the name. Um, he is a courageous centaur who is not as traditional or proud as most of his kind, whereas most centaurs believed it was shameful to work alongside humans. He was happy to allow Harry to ride him and he became a teacher at Hogwarts. He was willing to stand up for what he believed in, even if it meant defying his colony. Unfortunately, we are going to see that that he was nearly stomped to death by the other centaurs. Um, but he was allowed back after the Battle of Hogwarts. He was friendly with Hagrid and seemed to get on quite well with Harry. I think that like with Harry and Hagrid, I don't want to say that like most people aren't like them, but like most people aren't like them. This and I think true. because like with Hagrid, he understands what it means to be an outsider. So like he's mm-hmm. a, he's gonna be that well, type so of guy like Harry. he just doesn't care you know what i mean like neither one of them like yeah. mm-hmm. especially with harry growing up not in the wizarding world at all like not realizing like oh you can't you shouldn't talk to house elves like basically like they matter you know what i mean um mm-hmm. or he just is like oh I, he's almost like ignorant to the to the um <sighs> things that people perceive as like wrong or like right. you know what i mean like so he just is like whatever like this is person is cool kind of thing does that make sense what i'm trying to say do you know what i'm yeah. saying okay any hoosies um like all centaurs he commonly tried to read the future in the stars ron um considered him to be a slightly better teacher than syllable except that's not her name <laughs> syllable, syllable, I today. okay are you ready Trelawney. how many three 
Anemediology. Um, so he considered him to be a better teacher than Sybil Trelawney, though he was so frustrated that uh, friends seemed to be able to provide very little definite information. And so his special skills, um, divination being a centaur, therefore a natural born seer, he was gifted in the magical art of divination and even taught obviously at Hogwarts. He performed divination through observing planets, moons and stars and had a low opinion of, of human divination, viewing it as nonsensical. He was also skilled in physical combat as he notably saved Harry's life, charging at Quirin- Quir- hold on. That's what I was saying. Quirinius. That's what nope. I was trying to say earlier. Quirinus. Quirinus. Sure. No, it's Quirinus. Quirinus. It is. Quirinus. Quir- I, I don't know why I can't say it. Quirinus. Quirinus. Uh, forcing him to flee before he could attack Harry. This was especially notable as Quirrell was possessed by Voldemort um, at the time, which enhanced his magical powers, although Voldemort was also in a weakened form. And then he was... It- Injured in the first half of the battle, he survived the battle of Hogwarts with no fatal injuries. Um, let's see. He we see him in um, Philosopher's Stone, but we don't see him in any of the other movies. We know what he looks like. Um, it says that it's possible that Friends is based on the legend of um, I don't know if that's Curon or Chiron, mm. a centaur from Greek mythology who left his wild and lusty brethren to instead tutor heroes. Um, he was shown in Quiron is what oh, Vinny cool. means. Thank you, Vinny. Thanks hubs. Um, <laughs> in the film, um, <laughs> philosopher stone friends is shown to have striking, almost glowing amber eyes instead of blue eyes. That's so dumb. Why change something like that? In my opinion. Yeah, just keep it. <sighs> He is the fourth known professor not to be completely human after um, Phileas. What is wrong with me? Flitwick. He's part goblin. Did you say Phileas? I did. <laughs> I'm reading the etymology. <laughs> Remus Lupin. He's part werewolf. Rubius Haggard is a half giant. In addition, out of all of the known professors um, at Hogwarts, including Cuthbert Binns, who was a Cuthbert. wizard during his lifetime and it's now a ghost he is the only one who is not a wizard shout out to cuthbert so etym- etymology i almost said it again and not jokingly etymology. Um, Firenze is the italian name for the city of florence it is interesting to note that galileo galilee is that how you say galileo, that? Galileo. um one of the history's greatest astronomers lived out his final years there Firenze's teachings of divination deals with astrology and astronomy as opposed to trelawney's fortune telling hence the connection um, the meaning of the name Friends is flower or blossom. Um, Florence, Italy is very pretty if you can ever get the chance to go there. Um, I also looked up centaurs. They're a magical creature. Head, torso, and arms appear to be human. They're joined to a horse's body. They are, however, their own individual species, thus not half-breeds. They also have a rich history and are known for being naturally talented in healing, magic, divination, and astronomy. Let's talk about this dude's hair. That's, some, that's some flowing luscious Dobby locks. did that. <laughs> you think Dobby bre- or washed his hair? I mean, look at it, yes. Um, despite possessing human intelligence, centaurs are classified as beasts by the Ministry Department of Magic. What? The British Ministry of Magic is what I was supposed to say. You said the British Magic Department? I don't know what I said. At their own request, (laughs) as they were unhappy to have at having to share being status with hags and vampires who are known as dark creatures. Mm. Their description, except this is physical appearance. What is wrong with me? 
Um, like horses, centaurs can come in a variety of colors, ranging from deep black to white. A centaur by the name of Franz, obviously we know him, had white blonde yeah. hair, a body light in color, and possessed astonishingly blue eyes. Hey, guys, he had astonishingly blue eyes. Um, you don't say. <laughs> Magorina? I don't know if that's actually not right. On the other Magorian? hand, had, sure, had black hair and was chestnut in color. Wait, centaurs where had, are you reading? Right here. What did I say? <laughs> Jimmy's laughing toward me. Centaurs have the body of a horse, the tor- torso arms, instead <laughs> of a human. <laughs> what is it? What? My contacts oh, no. are going to fly. Lavender Brown <laughs> and Parvati Patil found the centaur friends physically attractive. As we said, they're not half-breeds. They're an entire different species of their own. They're not pleased to be insulted, particularly where their lineage is concerned, as Dolores found out the hard way. Um, centaurs are natural-born seers. Obviously, we see Ferenc teaching alongside Civil Trelawney in divination class. Um, there's a lot more to go on. I'm not going to read this whole thing. <laughs> their abilities, their, um, do not use wands for magic, but they are known to be well-versed in magical healing, divination, archery, and astronomy. Centaurs burn herbs as such as mallow, sweet, and sage to refine their stargazing findings. In fact, the centaur friends taught divination at Hogwarts. Um, they can also perform nonverbal magic while dueling, which shown Ooh. when Torvus dueled against Jacob's sibling without a wand or an arrow. I don't know what that is concerning. Hogwarts mystery. So like take that with a grain of salt. Uh. Um, where were we? I want to know what this, what this actual word was supposed to be. It was Magorian. <laughs> Magarina? Magarina or something like that. The Macarena. I, I don't I know what I say. <laughs> I didn't register in my brain until like, <laughs> <laughs> I Sarah, I really love you. you should know I don't know how to read words. I know, but. So their habitat centers are forest dwelling, and in you. each country where colonies exist, the Wizarding Authority has set aside land exclusively for their use. One such colony exists in the Forbidden Forest at Hogwarts. <sighs> However, centaurs have their own methods of concealment and avoid contact with both witches and wizards and muggles as they're not fond of humans. Dude, I get it. They generally live in herds of 10 to 50 individuals. Um, obviously, their relationship with peeps are strained. Yeah. And actually, I was just I messaged you guys in the in our uh, text chat. That I think that this would be really good to do like a Felix Files series on centaurs because there's so much information and stories out there that yeah. we can um, that we can cover. So I think that would yeah, be a pretty cool series to do. Profile. For sure. Yeah. I also like looked up um, just centaurs in general because like that's something I feel like we see in a lot. And, yeah, and, like, and, we do like, all of this. Yeah. Normal history. Yeah. And so for Britannica, centaurs in Greek mythology... Um, it's a race of creatures, part horse, part man, dwelling in the mountains of Thessaly, I don't know, Arcadia. Uh, traditionally, they were the offspring of words I can't say. How would you say that? Uh, um, I don't know. King of the neighboring Lapthus. And we're best known for their f- um, 
fight with them, which resulted in their attempt to carry off the bride. It's like a whole thing. I can't, I'm not going to say all these things because I don't know uh, what uh, these words are. It says in later Greek times, they were often represented drawing the chariot of the wine god um, Dionysus or bound and ridden by Eros, the god of love, an allusion to their drunken and and amorous habits. Their general character was that of wild, lawless, and inhospitable beings, the slaves of their animal passions. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Well, it talks about other things i think but yeah i think i just thought that was cool so then yeah i don't know what i was gonna say now lost my whole train of thought yeah so cool centaurs yeah um centaurs man centaurs according to the wikia of the um thing the harry potter one it says in greek mythology female centaurs are called Centaurides, and and though they are not mentioned in early Greek literature and art, they do appear occasionally in later antiquity. Female centaurs are actually called megarinos. Get out of my life! (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's exactly what you said, but that's what it is now. We'll listen back to it for sure. Okay, y'all, that was a lot. So I hope I didn't bore you with my centaur chats. You didn't bore us. But I'd like to like Mm-mm. read more about it. You know what I mean? To di- deep dive into. I love Greek mythology. It's one of my it's favorite awesome. things I've learned in my life. Cool, cool, cool. I just cool, love cool, how like cool. connected it is to so many things that you wouldn't even think of. Yeah. Yeah. Do we want right. to tell um, our friends? We're going to start doing lightning bolt rounds, yeah. but we're going to like cap it at 15 minutes. So we're not like droning on to you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. In the coming months, we will do an episode just of questions. Yes, yes. this is true. Um, okay. Special episodes. The let's see. So two people asked this question, Nicole and Cheese McGee. <laughs> <laughs> and also Nicole's name is Nicole Curd E. Oh, oh my God. Um, give the trio cheese names. Oh, geez. Harvardi um, Provolone. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Harvardi is a great one. for That's Harry Potter. No, Harvardi oh. Provolone. Harry Potter. Oh, okay. Are we oh just doing God. first names? All right, Havarti for Hermione. <sighs> what could Harry be? Ron could just be like, he's got to be some type of cheddar because they're like really orange, he's like sharp a cheddar. sharp cheddar. Oh, Ooh. that's true. Extra sharp. Yeah. Oh, God, I love a good sharp cheddar. See, I would see Harry's mozzarella. Ron's, <laughs> Ron is cheese whiz. <gasps> Don't you dare say that. If any of those Weasleys are cheese whiz, it's Percy. Ron could be ricotta. <laughs> no. Ricotta Weasley. Ricotta. <laughs> Americ Ron. Your cousin. Herb. <laughs> Count. <laughs> Herb cheese. I don't what know. What if it was Is Ronald Cheese Weasley? Yes, I am. Okay. Nine o'clock is the 15 minute oh, mark. Okay. Cheese Weasley. What's wrong with cheese whiz? It's not good, and Ron is good. My cats love it, so. Well, your cats aren't good. (laughs) They're great. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, let's see. Um, I love Brandon's S- name. <laughs> Did you see Steph- it? Steph Cheddar asks, <laughs> um, if you could imperious someone, but only to make them do legal and minor things, would you use that ability? No, no. <laughs> I don't want to take away someone's free will. Yeah, I probably wouldn't. It'd be tempting, <laughs> just like for a funny joke, like well, not actually I, doing anything. What like, I just thought I of, I'm like, maybe, but also like, no. Yeah, I but wouldn't do no. it. I don't know. Tiffany? I wouldn't want it to be done to me. So no. I don't know. Marty just told me our TV broke, so I was not focused on that. <laughs> oh, sad day. Yeah, no, that um, is a sad day. That's a very large TV that broke. How is it broken? I don't know. It just turns off and on. Over and over and over and over and over. Maybe it's the spooks turning it off and on. Who knows? What was the question? I apologize. If you could imperious someone, would oh, you no. use that ability even if it was to make them do something legal or minor? No. Um, this is a fun one. Sarah T asks, give, well, not really asks. She tells us. This is a demand. Give Death Eaters officer positions such as like vice president, treasurer, secretary, etc. Oh, man. What uh, do you mean? Like, like which Death like Eaters? People? I think Bellatrix just is like VP. all the Bell- Bellatrix is for sure VP. Not Bellatrix. by choice, my personal choice, just like her actual ranking. Malfoy's our treasure. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you think Snape's uh, maybe? Snape oh, would be. Who would be secretary? the president? Is Voldemort the president? Yeah. Oh, Bella yeah. is first lady, right? So oh. that's Snape would be VP. Oh, yeah. So Snape okay, is so VP. Snape is got VP. Yeah, got All right. got Good job, Runa. You know, Snape would like be the worst VP though. He's VV Vice Voldy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> I think a Actually, lot of them would be Secret Service secretary. Yeah. Well, no, I guess she's not a Death Eater, but I was like, could be Umbridge. <laughs> Honest to God, she's the Under Secretary. Mm, she's probably Boo. like head of education <laughs> which is bob no. shorts nah. she's probably just a load of poop wormtail is the assistant <laughs> the assistant <laughs> to <laughs> the assistant to the assistant um, <laughs> next question kendra asks do you think you could quiet your mind enough to be good at occlumency no no nope. i can't even do that on the regular Sarah, sarah's just laughing like that's a huge joke is a hard no for every single person i feel like here well no may, see, may, may can do it yeah i think i could meg you could i could not Sarah, because like i just like think compared to like katie like at night i mean i when i lay down I'm out and it is just like my Put a movie blank. on for Kate and try to sit up on the couch and then she'll okay, be asleep. That's well, then I could. <laughs> Especially after a glass of wine. Oh, yeah. But I think that I could on the regular if I really wanted. Sarah, Absolutely not. Sarah just my laugh. mind has never been quiet. Same. That's hilarious. That's I, my, friend, my friend was giving like this new medication forever ago. And she's like, yeah. She goes, how did she word it to me? She goes, it's like my mind just went like quiet. Like there's not. I was like, oh my God, that sounds so great. She goes, I know. Just like, yeah, can't imagine. I don't, what, I don't know what. Yeah, I literally don't know what it's like to never. Like my mind is always racing. Yeah. I'm right? always thinking about something. Yeah. 
Um, next question. Yeah. Yes. Okay. This is kind of a cool one. And uh, again, two people asked very similar questions. Nicole again and Sam both asked if you were doing legitimacy, whose memories, wizarding or real time life, would you like to be able to look into? And I say they have to be currently alive if it's real time life. Well, actually, no, because my answer isn't alive. So I'm going to change it because I don't want to change my answer. <laughs> Anybody. I want to see talks because I want to see how oh, she grew up and like how she discovered. Either. You can do Wizarding World mm-hmm. or okay. real time life. Megas, I'm just going to um, stick to what I know, man. RBG. Oh. Yeah, that is definitely I knew, who I, I was know. thinking of. And I was like, wait, I can't say not alive, which is really sad. But um, I definitely Sam. would love to look into RBG's mind just to like honestly learn from her. Dude, right? Yeah. For Character, real. my main man, Dumbly. I'd like to go into Draco Voldemort. What? <laughs> I think it'd be cool to go into Draco's mind. That would be neat. Okay. What was you saying? I was trying to say. <laughs> Draco Malfoy. Draco Voldemort? Draco Voldemort. <laughs> this is how you shake your head no. <laughs> You're like thrashing. Uh, and I know whose mind, human mind, like in real time life I'd like to go into, but I'm not going to say it out loud. I don't know if I'd want to go into anybody's mind real time life. I don't life. need to see everything. I just need to answer to my questions. <laughs> Can I go on my cat's mind? Sure. sure. Yes. Teddy. Oh, God. No, I don't want to know what Fozzie really thinks of me. <laughs> he loves you. He's probably like, oh, God, that lady's doing that voice again. Like, oh, she's, she's talking for me again. Like, she don't thinks I know. Don't touch me and don't touch me to other dudes. <laughs> <laughs> what? Do, what do, uh, uh, no, uh, no one. No. I don't want to do that. You don't want to go into anybody's mind? Frank Sinatra, but then I'll, it'll reveal how really oh. he was a naughty little guy. <laughs> Okay. Um. Yeah, I think in the Wizarding World, I would want to go into Draco's as well. I think that'd be cool. Draco Voldemort or Draco Malfoy? Just Draco. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just Draco. Is is this where the Just rumors Draco. of uh, Scorpius came from? Oh God. Yeah, I no. started them. <laughs> um. Let's see. Ha <laughs> ha Carly asks, have you had a teacher like Snape that told you you weren't working hard enough when you felt like you were? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, I certainly not have. Not to my knowledge. I have not. I've had teachers tell me, like, why aren't you working as hard as you should in the way that, like, you're smarter than this? I almost failed this this teacher's class. I had her for geometry and later on I had her for... Oh, what's that, what's that class that people take that's kind of like a math class? I can't think of it. It begins with a P. Starts with a P? Yeah. Physics? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I had her. I had her for both of them. Um, do you need me to drive you home? <laughs> no. I had her for both of them. And both of them, like, I almost failed because I didn't didn't do my homework. And I'm math is a strong suit for me. So, like, with geometry, I just literally didn't want to learn. What's this subject kind of like So math? I literally would just, like, circle answers or whatever. And she literally had to take me aside. She's like, Sarah. She's like, what's your problem? Oh, I was like, yeah, no. I'm like, senior year was rough, but that's a whole other story. But yeah, I almost failed physics. I loved that class, though. It's good. <clears throat> um, Mia asks if you had to replace Trelawney on the fly, 
Who would you get other than Ferenz? Wrong answers only. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Eric Dungus? Munch? <laughs> Eric Munch? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Can you imagine Mondungus teaching that class? No. Mike, no. can, you, like, can you like do his voice and say something divination-y? All right, so... <laughs> Why do you got She just appeared on the screen. <laughs> I have a hard time like getting into voices. Hold on. But you do dung so good. Mm, stinky. <laughs> what you talking about? You don't know your horoscope. <laughs> You're freaking Libra. <laughs> You're bleeding Libra. I'm bleeding Libra. <laughs> Yikes a roo! Yikes a roo! Blatant scale and all! Oh god. Don't know what to pick! I'll tell you who I'd pick. I'd pick the witch with the uh, moldy fingernails in Nocturnality. Nocturnality. Come on, Ernie Prang. Ernie Prang. to be a bumpy ride. That is not Ernie Prang. That's the dead head. I know, but it's. Can you imagine Ernie praying, teaching divination? He can't even see, man. Maybe he's going to see. If he can't see, he can't see. You know, Willie Wittershins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. Jokey White. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Florence. Bud. Florence. Bud. She's going to tell you to look at the stars, but don't talk about them because they kind of spook around a little bit. Don't go to space. It's scary. Oh, man. Um, Probably have time for one more quick one. Rubri asks, how early in the year do you think Dumbledore knew he would need to hire Ferenz? And did oh. he, like, have him on call? Um, Maybe as soon as she got her... Evaluation. Like, the first no, round. the... Um, inquisitor i would say as soon as she made the rule that she could fire teachers he was like mm -hmm. i gotta have some ready like oh (laughs) yeah get old ohio oh gonna sneak (laughs) right past hire someone to find a teacher (laughs) like going around and being like wow you didn't explicitly say yeah "Yeah, you can fire them you can't make them leave hogwarts he probably called up grubbly plank too just in case yeah Mm, truthfully yeah Yeah, like not knocking haggard at all too far but yeah all right that about covers it i do believe do we know who won the cup I think it was the snakes. <laughs> oh man, puffs are so man. close. And I gotta say, it was basically was it? only. I mean, it was like pretty close, and the the bingo sealed the deal. Well done, Slytherin. Ugh. Well done, Slytherin. But guess what? We're gonna we're like gonna like put up hundred thousand points. Nope, for Hufflepuff right now. <laughs> I need like a designated Gryffindor every episode to just do it for me. No, no, you get that. Every third week, you get somebody to do that, Tiffany, just like I do. Every week, we alternate. This just Man. happened to be Slytherin. And Whatever. I'm, no, you know, Clauser, let we me were down. very fair. I'm we going to fair. change my own house. To what? I don't know. Raspin' paw. 
I know I'm not great. Here's the thing. I do try to help you guys, but if I focus on helping you guys, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I don't have a large brain. That's I've got not like good one brain cell left. And it's either got to be me focusing on the pod yeah. or focusing on helping you guys. I would rather I do fo- try to help. You would want us to focus on the pod. We got to figure this out. There's but like be a also better there's route people that don't focus on the pod and they help themselves. <laughs> She's like, I am a very good multitasker. No worries. Also, Katie literally likes everything and she's always paying attention. I just like everything. (laughs) Gryffindors need a lot of help. I I don't need like other things as well. I'm not straight up puffing. Are used to winning doesn't mean you get to win in Swish and Flicks Discord channel. We the heads of houses shouldn't be able to like things and give points. My personal preference. Ooh. Ooh. I mean, you could like things, but I don't think we should be able to give points like that. I know that but Megan disagrees. I can see it in her eyes. But <laughs> if you if we give it to the prefix, Slytherin will always win. <laughs> oh, nay, nay. So I don't know. That would get pretty competitive. I might need a divorce if that happens, Vinny. <laughs> My eyes. I'm watching. <laughs> All right. I should be able to Dumbledore every episode and just like just call a random winner. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it's always Gryffindor. All right. Take me Listen, to the fan story. Who, I'll be the McGonagall though because you've gone because you're dead so you can't give any points anymore. Is she still the headmistress? My portrait's hanging. Can portraits give points? <laughs> <laughs> Portrait points. Mm, portrait point for you. And not for snakes. Just kidding. <laughs> no snakes. All right. Fan story right. this week comes from Carly. And the subject line of the email was, quote, this is my story, bruh. Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Hey, y'all. My name is Carly. I am a Ravenclaw. My Patronus is a dragonfly. I might be Trelawney cool. 2.0. And I haven't decided how I feel about that yet. My wand dragonfly is super cool. Sorry to interrupt you. I just think it's really cool. I don't think I've heard of that one before, actually. Yeah. That is cool. My wand is Redwood, which makes me think of Rookward, and Unicorn (laughs) Hair Core with supple flexibility, and this is my Potter story. My story begins when I was born. The first book was released a month after I was born. Lord! Carly making me feel old. And my mom, being as cool as she is, took me and my baby self to Barnes & Noble to pick it up a few days later. That's amazing. She would read it to me almost every night to put me to sleep, and she is adamant that it was the only thing that really calmed me down. Fast Mm. forward a few months, and I was lying in a hospital crib, dying from bacterial meningitis. I had to be in the NICU for a month and a half, hooked up to so many tubes I could barely move. As I was only three months old, I can't remember this time, which I'm so grateful for because I'm sure it would have been terrible. So between constant praying, crying, and doctor's visits, my mom continued to read the Sorcerer's Stone to me every night to fall asleep. After the month in the hospital, doctors were unsure if I would make it. They had tried almost everything, and seeing as there was no possible way they could help me, they issued last rites to my parents. But oh seeing my seeing as there's no possible... Oh, wait, I'm sorry. But much like Harry Potter, this girl escaped death with nothing more than a few scars. Fast wow. forward to when I was... I know. Fast forward to when I was in fourth grade and I was able to read Harry Potter on my own. My mom gave me her original copies of the first four books and I was hooked. When I finished the first four, my mom gave me the fifth and sixth books, which stood no chance against my eager little mind. Oops, my Mm. Ravenclaw is showing. Mm. 
Love it. Deathly Hallows was released later that year, and my very pregnant mom and I stood in line at Barnes and Noble to receive our copies. How cool for your mom! I'm like yes. <laughs> getting feels. That night we started reading and then finished it within a few days. Reading Harry Potter with my mom are some of the most treasured memories I have with her. She's the reason I'm still so passionate about the series. I still own the original book my mom read to me in the hospital, and every time I read the first chapter, it's like I'm a kid reading them for the first time. I've read the entire series a fair few times, and now that original book is in three chunks, is missing a few pages, and the cover has completely fallen off. But if there was a huge fire and I could only save one thing, that book would be it. When I went to college, I had to leave my books at home because, as some might know, dorm rooms are not the most accommodating. That year, I was diagnosed with anxiety and had to be medicated from intense panic attacks. College, much like dementors, can sometimes suck the happiness mm. out of you and leave you tired and empty. Lucky, after a year full of self-doubt, my Patronus came in the form of my then-friend and now-boyfriend of three years, and my happiness and hope were restored. I am now a senior at University of Iowa, finishing yes. up my final semester, and having your podcast to listen to has really taken some stress off applications to grad schools and trying to find a new place to live within my small budget. I love your commentary about the books, and I honestly learn something new every time I listen. My fave is Sarah, mostly because she's a Ravenclaw, and as a non-dominant house, looking at you, Gryffindor and Slytherin, mm. we gotta <laughs> stick together. I'm not on this podcast Discord channel. <laughs> you, those are the two smallest represented houses. But in truth, you all have a great dynamic, and I find myself interjecting comments into my headphones as I'm walking to class, which gets me some weird looks, but I don't care. Thank you for all your hard work, hard work and passion you ladies put into the podcast to encourage all of us Potterheads to keep the fire that is whimsy and magic lit within us. Always, Carly. Wow. I love that story. That's such yeah, a good awesome. story. Oh, my God. I love, like, <sighs> so happy that you're okay. <sighs> yes. Yeah. yes. So happy Jeez. that you have a kick butt mom. Right? Yeah. That's just, like... Like, you hear about parents reading to their kids, and it's always, like, so sweet and so cool. And, like... So many family members have like grown bonds over this, but like mm -hmm. this one is super sweet to me. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. I love your story. Yeah, love it. Thank you so much. <sighs> now I Katie, have to find a that joke because I wasn't. <sighs> we got jokes prepared. Why weren't you prepared? I'm sorry. Here's one. Be prepared. <laughs> How does Barty hide? Mm. He crouches. He crouches. Yep. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I have a I have a joke, a oh cheese boy. joke for you. Are you ready? Yes. Uh, why is Christmas the cheesiest holiday? I don't know why. <laughs> because of baby Jesus. <laughs> Sarah, is that why you're craft single? <laughs> oh gosh. She melted. It was great. Crap oh, It was great. What happened when Grated. the air conditioning in the cheese factory broke? There was a meltdown. <laughs> My favorite is when Sarah literally like will Google jokes about cheese. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, what man. when shouldn't you believe a word your cheese is saying? When it's too good to be true. Oh, Hold on. God. Remember those? Go this, ahead. No, this this works for this uh, episode. What? Hold on. What did I do with my cheese handkerchief? I blew my nose. <laughs> I was I laughing. What? Your handkerchief. You blow your nose. You blew your nose. 
blue cheese. God, you guys oh, suck. Blue. <laughs> oh, blue cheese. Got Thank it. You so rude. Nobody laugh. <laughs> what did the cheese say to the therapist? I can't even bear it any longer. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, Do you remember geez. those um, oh, cheese it commercials where they're like, "We wait until our cheese is mature, and it'll yes. be like the most immature cheese wheel," and it's cracking jokes at the dude inspecting. But the it. jokes are so funny; they're the best. <sighs> All right, make sure that you go and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It is called Swish and Flick Podcast on YouTube. What? Very original. I know. <laughs> Uh, make sure that you find us on social media as well. We are on Facebook at Swish and Flick Podcast and on Twitter and Instagram at Swish Flick Cast. You can follow your hosts. Myself and Katie are on Twitter and Instagram at The Peaches Family. Tiffany is on Twitter and Instagram at Tiff Swish underscore Flick. And Sarah is on Instagram at O'Malley with three H's. Um, yeah. Maybe one day I'll change sure. it to four just to mess with everyone's mind. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> We've said three on so many episodes. That would be quite confusing. <laughs> um, make sure that you hit the little notification bell on Instagram because we tend to go live sometimes before episodes or just post on the story day of recording so that you guys know when we are going to be on discord um, if you love this podcast as well and want access to our discord channel or just want to support us and be a part of it you can join us on patreon at patreon.com forward slash swish flick cast this gives you access to a ton of features through patreon um, that range anywhere from being able to access our discord listen in on episodes live um, have uh, Zoom hangouts with us monthly, um, zoom, zoom, zoom. do trivia quarterly, and get access to Puff Pastry, which I bet by the time this episode drops will be live on Patreon, the next Ooh, Puff Pastry. Promises? Promises. Well, if this episode comes out after October, I don't know when it is. I, I don't know does. how far ahead we are. Yeah. We yeah. should be So, good. yeah, it's coming out in October, but... um. It's going to be good. 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 Hey. Cool. Tiffany, so what what's you going doing? on with me? <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> um, I just got in the mail today the new Mina Lima Sorcerer Stone edition. And when I tell you this thing is beautiful... I totally it's beautiful. Mean it. Like it came with a bunch of like um it's beautiful. stuff in between the pages because it's got like yes. sections and stuff. It is gorgeous. And I'm gonna go on my Instagram stories and I'm gonna go live and I'm gonna um do like flip through it with everybody. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Aren't I've you got like a little bit in Kent, huh? so we don't have it. Yeah. Oh no. So I'm going to get it in a couple weeks when we're back. And it was yeah. damaged. So we're sending it back. It did get damaged. Getting a new one. It did? It was It was yeah. raining when uh, it was delivered. Uh, well, yeah. also it was like bent up. It was like bent in the corner, yeah. Jeez. Cheese. 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 But that's, what, uh, that's what's new with me. I got a new book and I'm excited to look through it. Um... 
Katie and I have been super like more than we have been in the past uh, vlogging a lot. We have a lot of footage to get out. So that is exciting. Um, and our we're doing another little staycation, but this time at Universal oh. next week. And I'm super excited. We're staying at the Hard Rock and I've actually never stayed there before. So I'm excited to see how it is. I hear really good things about it. And it's literally like right next door to Universal Studios, like five minute walk, which is really cool. We stayed at a hard rock in Vegas. We did stay there in Vegas. We can never stay there again because it's closed. closed. (laughs) It's not (laughs) on a strip either. Which is okay. That was a mini expensive cab ride. Yeah. I've heard a lot of good things about the one at Universal, though, so I'm pretty excited, and I'm super excited to just I mean, have, like, a it, pool day. It just was not um, not the hotel for me in Vegas. It wasn't bad. It just was not for me. That's all. Yep. I don't know what I'm doing. I've been trying to think this whole time to come up with something. You and, and I know I'm you doing and a lot. May are working out together. Yeah, that's true. Me and Maggie are working out together in the morning, and it's funny because... We have a smaller space to work in, work out in right now because um, Meg's mom is staying with us, and it's just it makes it funny in the morning because we'll run into each other. Or today, Meg made me think that I stepped on her hand, but she really was just playing me. Oh my god! I didn't actually step on her hand. <laughs> Such a Megan well, thing so, to do. <laughs> it's been fun. It's been fun. It it certainly helps, as I've said before, like just with um, Tiffany and Carrie, and then. Now with Meg too, it certainly helps to have workout buddies, whether they are right next to you or virtually, like we do FaceTime. Uh, it's awesome. I just yeah. really hate sweating. Like, oh my I hate God. it. See, so I love much. it. So it do makes I. me feel accomplished. I, uh-huh. uh, I, I like, like sweating it. when I'm supposed to sweat. It. If I'm not supposed right. to sweat, then I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. I hate it. So it makes much. Me, yeah, it makes me feel accomplished. That's a really good way to put it. I'm Which, like, yeah. It lets you know that you're working. Mm-hmm. It's gross. Well, yeah. I don't know. And it's makes me not get comfortable. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I want to see that sweat on my You know what you need, Meg? I want to pouring off my face. You need to listen to that Gryffindor playlist. I also made a workout playlist, but it's explicit. So Mine is very explicit. I will say that. So when I release that on Swish and Flicks, Spotify, just it'll say explicit explicit on there but a thousand percent swimming is the workout of choice for me but i'm allergic to chlorine so i can't do (laughs) that as often as i would like to and i thought that i outgrew that but then when we stayed at wilderness lodge and swam for like two days straight i discovered i did not outgrow it i think part of it though is like maybe because i feel like a lot of times you do something in my pool it's not chlorine so you don't have a reaction to it so maybe in your mind it's like i'm fine when i do that yeah Yeah, because it's not chlorine yeah that's true i really haven't swam in like a chlorinated pool in a very long time uh, so yeah, Chlorine. I definitely reacted. <laughs> it was not fun, especially living in Florida. Because then that. it just gets, yeah, just sweaty and it irritates it. And... Yeah. Chlorine. Also, yeah, we do realize that we live in Florida and Meg does not enjoy sweating, <laughs> which is basically Florida. I love Florida from like December to March. 
it is my happy place. <laughs> Perfect. Sasa. Sasa. Um, Sasa. Hopefully by the time <laughs> that this comes out, which will be in November, I have gotten to at least 500 miles. I did not bike a lot this week. I had like, I can't explain to you how busy and rough work was. Mm-hmm. Dude, I, had to run. I don't run like that's not a thing for me. Mm-hmm. So I had to run a few times at work because call light not call lights but like alarms are going off because people were getting out of bed and i'd rather have to run down the hall than get there and they're on the floor which luckily that did not happen but alarms were going off so sasa ran for three days at work um then another that i've been reading so i'm still reading the court of thorns and roses series so i'm on book three i'm taking my time with it because i like want to take more time because the next book's not coming out to like february i think and then i'm also reading um whatever the fourth book in the wheel of time series is which i'm still really enjoying that as well um and that's about it cool Biking, school work reading cool oh i finished emily Paris. it was very good if you want to watch it go watch it i enjoyed it a lot it was a nice palate cleanser. I think I need to watch that. You after do. After watching Megan. that haunting of Bly Manor that it's like very literally good. I hate it. It's kind it. of cheesy, <sighs> but it's like it genuinely it's like a nice kind of like yeah. you could watch it. There's a track. I, I have been known to say I'm a shallow person when it comes to things I'm watching. I want to look at attractive people and there's a lot of attractive people there in that are. show. There are. Megan, it is it is so your kind of a show yeah, it's what just kind of like about yeah. me. No, I'm kidding. I want to no, watch no, no, it. No, I know no, you like that. It's just kind of like a rom com. They call it a, a dramedy. So you know, it's like comedy that, and drama. You read that chicklet. That's perfect. Yeah. It's the best kind, man. Chicklet. That chicklet. Um, that's Brit what it reminds chick-lit. me of what it would Brit be. Like chicklet. Like the gum? No, good lord. Fruit stripes. Yeah. I really <laughs> <Wow>. um <laughs> I really enjoyed it. And then I was like Googling, I'm like, because they haven't said if there's a season two yet. But I started following the guy that plays the chef. I don't remember what his name. His name in real life is Lucas, I believe. Um, he's very he's very good looking. Easy on your eye. Peeps. Yes, wouldn't kick him out of bed for eating crackers. <laughs> hey, um, and Lily Collins is in that. Her father is Phil. <clears throat> if you don't know who Phil is, where have you been? We're on a first name basis. <laughs> um, but yeah, cool. I really liked it. Good. Good. So there's been a lot of things this episode, and I'm just wondering what this is for. For cheese and chatter. (laughs) (laughs) For for cheese and cheddar. For cheese and cheddar. For cheese and cheddar. Okay. Cheese and cheddar. You say fromage and cheddar because we're talking about cheddar and chatter. I like that better. For cheddar and fromage and friends. Fromage and friends because we're talking about Emily in Paris. It could be for for all of this. You have to say fromage (laughs) correctly though. Wheat. Fromage. Fromage. Let's talk about cheese. (laughs) Etymetiology. Let's talk about that. I can't. I literally can't. What Centaurs did you call and it? cheese Morgo- whiz. Morgonia? <laughs> I don't know for good Megarina. Megarina, which is Megarina my name right for, now in uh for Megarina. Jesus <laughs> <Discord. so. laughs> Megarina okay. mozzarella. <laughs> Ooh, for Gouda and Gallantry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll do for it all. 
All of it. Okay, so Love that it. concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing! Just my voice! <laughs> Word, I'm record, I'm record, I hate every single person here. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Flashback of last episode when I couldn't say it. And then I I'm record, I'm record, I have iced tea up my nose. <laughs> She's crying as well. My eyeball hurts. Both Gouda and gallantry. I, okay, you should have said don't I, let the Montego get you down. I really okay. can't wait to hear what you said. I don't even know. Yeah. Keep it going. I think that would be Gouda of you. Oh my that God. was that was a lot. That was a stretch. It worked. Right. Like Let's a mozzarella stretch. <laughs> Megan, you what can't just start I... coming in here changing your own name. It's always been my thing. And now you're trying to steal it away from me like a Slytherin because that's what they do.